This is The World in 10 from The Times of London on Wednesday the 30th of November. I'm Alex Dibble. And I'm Cara Bentley. Coming up, Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes is found guilty of seditious conspiracy in the United States. We certainly are thankful for the not guilty verdicts that Mr. Rhodes received. We're disappointed with the guilty verdict. And the riot police have had enough in China. The leader of a far-right militia group, the Oath Keepers, has been found guilty of plotting to stop U.S. President Joe Biden from taking office after the 2020 U.S. election. Following a two-month trial, the jury found Stuart Rhodes guilty of the rare charge of seditious conspiracy. Prosecutors said he plotted an armed rebellion to stop the transfer of power from Donald Trump to Mr. Biden. It's the highest-profile conviction so far over last year's deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol building. Mr. Rhodes, who wears an eye patch after accidentally shooting himself decades ago, was convicted on two other charges and acquitted on two. The two crimes each carry a sentence of up to 20 years in prison. Outside the courthouse, his lawyer called the verdicts a mixed bag. There were many charges leveled against our client, Mr. Rhodes, and all the other clients. I assume that some of the other lawyers will talk to you about their clients. But uh, we certainly are thankful for the not guilty verdicts that Mr. Rhodes received. We're disappointed with the guilty verdict. One of Mr. Rhodes' four co-defendants, Kelly Meggs, was also found guilty of seditious conspiracy, while the three others were acquitted of that charge. All five were convicted of obstructing an official proceeding. Riot police are not taking any more from protesters in China, who have taken to the streets since Saturday over China's strict COVID rules, which include imposing a local lockdown when there are just a handful of COVID cases, and in some instances, forcing workers to sleep in factories so they can work while they quarantine. Police in white hazmat suits and shields arrived in Guangzhou City and marched through the streets and escorted some protesters from the scene, as some threw objects at them. As well as heavy censoring of any protest posts on social media, which there will be a lot of because in every video you see, everyone else is also filming, police appear to be checking people's phones for apps like Twitter and Instagram while on the train. Some of those posts, however, appear to be doing the Chinese Communist Party's job for them, as many online think the protests have been organised by America. One reads, I understand the rally organised this time was by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of America. Another says, don't be led astray by external forces. No matter what, you must love your country. The Communist Party is not referring to the protests, but instead saying it will crack down on what it calls the infiltration of sabotage activities of hostile forces. During her trip to the UK, Ukraine's First Lady, Elena Zelenska, has compared the war in Ukraine to Britain during the Blitz in the Second World War. She received a standing ovation as she entered a parliamentary committee room to deliver her speech. Every day we hear sirens identical to those which were heard by the past British generation. You did not surrender and we will not surrender. But victory is not the only thing we need. We need justice. 
Нам потрібна справедливість. The speech comes as Ukraine enters its ninth month of the conflict with Vladimir Putin's forces. Meanwhile, NATO has pledged to give Ukraine more weapons and help to fix the critical energy infrastructure damaged by Russian missile strikes. Its Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg, accused Moscow of trying to use winter as a weapon of war. The Russian strikes have left millions of Ukrainians without electricity and running water in freezing temperatures. British Foreign Secretary James Cleverly accused Putin of trying to freeze the Ukrainians into submission. I don't think it will be successful. In fact, I know it won't be successful because they've shown a huge amount of resilience and we will continue to support them through these difficult months. Russia acknowledges attacking Ukrainian infrastructure but denies deliberately seeking to harm civilians. In San Francisco, scientists have presented the results of a trial which suggests that a new drug can slow down the growth of dementia for the first time. It's been described as the beginning of the end and momentous and historic because it also gives hope that one day maybe Alzheimer's can be halted altogether. Catherine Gray is Research Communications Manager with the Alzheimer's Society and has told Times Radio how positive this is. We're really excited about the results that have come out overnight that confirmed this drug called lecanemab of early stage Alzheimer's disease reduced cognitive decline by 27%. So until today, there hasn't been a drug that slows the progression of Alzheimer's disease at all. Um, And at the moment, all we have are drugs that relieve the symptoms rather than stop the diseases um, that cause dementia and stop their progression. So this is a really big moment for people affected by the disease now and in the future. Lecanemab is a disease-modifying drug, which means it slows down the progression of disease and it targets a protein called amyloid in the brain and it triggers the brain's immune system to clear it out. Um, Amyloid is thought to be one of the main proteins causing cell death in Alzheimer's disease and was first established as a hypothesis over 30 years ago. So this is sort of the culmination of 30 years of relentless research. Lecanemab is delivered as a fortnightly intravenous drip and could be available to some patients by the end of next year. Professor John Hardy is group leader at the UK Dementia Research Institute at University College London and explains more about the science behind the drug. It basically sucks that amyloid protein out of the brain. It takes it about somewhere between a month and two months. It's an antibody The antibody binds to the little clumps of protein and then the the brain cells degrade it when it's been bound by by the antibody. The trial involved 1,795 patients who had early Alzheimer's disease diagnosed. Half were given lecanemab and half given a placebo and had their forgetfulness, problem-solving skills and ability to live independently assessed. The disease progressed in both groups over the 18-month study period, but worsened significantly less quickly in those taking lecanemab. Over in Iran, an Iranian general has acknowledged that more than 300 people have been killed in protests that have swept the country since September, in the first such admission by the Islamic regime. General Amir Ali Hajizadeh, the commander of the Aerospace Division of the Iranian Revolutionary Guards, was quoted in state-linked media confirming the first death toll, including those he called martyrs, an apparent reference to security forces. One US-based human rights group estimates that 451 protesters and 60 security forces have been killed since the start of the protests, triggered by the death of Masa Amini, a 22-year-old woman in police custody. She had been arrested by the country's morality police for allegedly not wearing a headscarf correctly. 
After Group B concluded in Qatar yesterday, it's starting to become clear who will play who in the next round of the World Cup. Kane Reeves has the sport. The first two games of the round of last 16 at the 2022 World Cup have been decided. Three-time finalists, the Netherlands will face the United States after Holland topped Group A with a 2-0 victory over host Qatar in their final group game. The USA ensured their place in the knockout stages with a hard-fought 1-0 win over Iran. England beat Wales 3-0. They'll now take on Senegal in their last 16 clash. The knockout stages of the World Cup begin on Saturday the 3rd of December. And France's Stephanie Frappard will become the first woman to referee a match at the Men's World Cup. She'll lead an all-female team for the Group E game between Germany and Costa Rica. Kanye West has been ordered to pay Kim Kardashian $200,000 a month in child support in their divorce settlement. The former couple have joint custody of their four children, who are aged between three and nine. Kardashian filed for divorce in 2021 after an eight-year relationship with rapper West, who has legally changed his name to Ye. Ye's reputation has been battered in recent months due to his anti-Semitic remarks, causing several companies to cut ties with him. And finally, the company that owns Snapchat has told staff to get back to the office 80% of the week, except in special circumstances. Evan Spiegel, the chief executive of the social media company, wrote in a memo to staff that we've forgotten what we've lost from spending more time together. The California-based company will enforce the new arrangement from February and it will cover all of Snap's 30 global offices. Apple wants staff in the office for at least three days a week and Elon Musk, the new owner of Twitter, has told all staff to work from the office. And that's your World in 10 from the Times of London on Wednesday the 30th of November. This podcast from the Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.